0: Welcome to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. Today we are delighted to be joined by Heriot's very own Dan King. Uh, now, you join us here in the podcast studio at Scottish Gas Murray Field. We're just a stone's throw away from Hive Stadium, where the final's going to be. You'll be very much hoping to be in yeah, that yeah. fixture, but the small matter of the semis ahead of us, which we'll, we'll come to in a minute. Before we go into that game and previewing the semi-finals for this for Rock Super Series, a bit about you, Dan. You started playing rugby when you were, well, you were a wee nipper, weren't you?
1: Yeah, so of uh, picked up rugby through my dad really. Um, so he took me down to to Lions, Lions actually when I was sort of P4, P5. Um, started in that way um, and then sort of progressed to the through the ranks there. Uh, played my rugby at St Mobile College as well when I was at school, um, and then moved to Curry Chieftains actually once I'd left school. Which is good, so I had a year there, but unfortunately got injured. Um, had surgery that year as well on my shoulder. Um, that was
0: for after the first game, was it not? Yeah,
1: after the first game, so only really got one run out for them. Um, but the club, club there was class, so I stuck around for a year. Um, and then got a call from Stuart Edwards, actually, to come to Herets. which is nice, obviously. He taught me at school and, and was my coach at school, so I brought bringing it back full circle and back to Harriot's. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. You mentioned your dad got you into it. Did he play? He did, yeah. He was uh, claims he was You're a smiling. good rugby player. <laughs> has uh, <smiles> got a <laughs> story, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, so he's he's brought up in Northern Ireland, actually. So right. he he went to Methody, um, and enjoyed his rugby a lot. So he's uh, big into his rugby always. So brought me up watching rugby. Um, the World Cup, I think the World Cup was on while I was being born, actually. So he was. In now, the, which World Cup? In so in World. World. I let ask us. It was 2003. All right, uh, yeah. it's not as bad um, as it could have been. Um, <laughs> nah. Well, still pretty recent, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just sort of growing up watching rugby with him. He'd be raging, because yeah. Ireland struggled in that World Cup, yeah. in the pool stages. Yeah. Die, so yeah. So yeah. Still in the womb.
0: It's still, like uh, on the otherwise. I mean, that that's almost... Um,
2: that's what, sorry, I was, no, no, I was, I was thinking, I think they maybe got to the quarterfinals, but I can remember watching them and a couple of games struggling, because we were... We, we were in Sydney at the same time as we came across him a couple of times. But anyway, I digress. You were going to say something.
0: Well, no, I mean, my, mine was more just, is that not your worst nightmare as a, as well. a, f- a fan? <laughs> you know, you're a your wee one sponge in a World Cup final. Well. Or a World Cup even. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. maybe just but me. But professional rugby was obviously a thing then. Well, yeah. And
2: yeah. Obviously before you were born and, and then going up and you grew up watching rugby, playing rugby.
1: Was a professional contract or a, or a career in rugby something you, you targeted? Yeah, it's always sort of been uh, on in the back of my mind almost like, I've I've grown up, been pretty pretty fortunate to to do well in my studies, um, and sort of thought that's the route I'd go. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously been playing pretty decent rugby um and been enjoying it a lot, which is sort of part of it, I guess. Um but yeah, it's always been on the cards for me. Like you always have the aspirations as a kid, sort of growing up. Yeah, I want to be a professional rugby player, like coming to Murrayfield with my dad, season ticket holders always sat in the same seat, um, just looking on like that could be me one day maybe. Um but yeah. Potentially on the cards, like I always have the dream. Um, and if it comes true, obviously, it's good. But you're enjoying the super series with,
2: with Herets, obviously, at the moment. Yeah, speaking
1: quality, yeah. A
2: good couple of years, we'll come onto the yeah. specifics or the yeah. semi final. But you, you, I remember watching you in the sprint final uh, against air just the end of the sprint series. So, there's a there was big game temperament in you and w- with, with Herets. So, you'll be looking forward to this game at the weekend.
1: Yeah, so sprint, sprint was good actually, Get, got us. In a lot better sort of playing towards that top end of the table and um, getting to that final was obviously a big achievement Uh, hopefully we'll do the same this year
0: before we go on to that game again i just talk back a wee bit who's your team if you're if you're a fan like who, who do you enjoy watching
1: i grew up grew up watching edinburgh f- quite a few times So sort of me and my mates we wouldn't watch the such because we were still quite young when uh when you could stand sort of pitch side um, were you one of the wee guys what? used to I Well, was, the ball up and down was one <laughs> of some, some, honestly <laughs> there
2: were some terrific games i uh, he retired by that point and I was quite often doing a bit of commentary and if the game was a bit stagnant they would honestly it would be kids pretty much it would be like about 23 a side yeah. Yeah, I'm in the rugby ball wrestling so you're yeah. one of those
1: yeah we managed to get a, quite, quite a few <laughs> good games going there there was a few few straight balls that ended up quite close to the pitch at points as well but yeah always sort of grew up with my mates coming down watching Edinburgh when he could
0: I feel yeah. back from the off
1: no not really actually no. how um, did it go for you I've played all of, I've I think every position except for prop Um, which is quite good so I'd sort of progressed through school um, in the forwards actually so I was a back row for a long time uh, then moved to hooker for a few games which is a big big Mm -hmm. sort of change Um, and then within sort of two three games moved out to the centres realised I enjoy it a bit more than sort of getting my head stuck in uh, and then sort of progressed from from centre played a bit of 10 and then found my from my place at fifteen, I think at the moment. Yeah. Is that where
2: you're most comfortable? Think? Yeah, definitely yeah. at
1: the moment. Yeah. What do you like about fifteen? Oh, not making ta- as many tackles in the front line. But, uh, <laughs> when, you, when you have to make them, yeah, that's true. You have to be made though, because yeah. it's the last line. The important there? ones. Um, I just like sort of seeing the game from from behind. Like I can, I feel more comfortable there. Um, sort of playing a lot more there now as well than I than I did when I was first there. It's starting to get even more comfortable. Um, obviously it suits my skill set as well. Where. So that kicking, passing, game management sort of side comes in. Um, yeah, it's, it seems pretty pretty set for me now that that's where I want to play.
0: We'll look to this weekend then. So, I mean, last month you put 30 plus points on the opposition for this weekend. imagine that they'll be looking to right a few wrongs.
1: Yeah, like Sterling are a good side. Um, we, we've we talked all week about that. Um, we've got to respect that. As at the end of the day, it is sort of finals pretty, So you got to... Got to get stuck in. Um, but yeah, having two wins against them this year so sort a of good confidence build to go into it. Um, can hopefully put a third on them.
0: And on your turf as well. Yeah. They're coming to your house this time.
1: Yeah, it would be a bit different because we're at last Wade, but um, still classifying it as home game and everyone's, everyone's on board. Uh, sort of keep that fortress of Goldie as we do, um, where we've not lost there all year, I don't think. So.
2: Still, and I've got some, I mean, they're a good side, as you say. They're quite a big mall big scrum at times but they've got game breakers as well, some key individual players, so it's it's gonna be a, a team effort, isn't it? And I think one of the I mean I think you guys have been in know form team all year because of the cohesion you have as a team. So when it ramps up, when it's knockout stuff, that becomes even more important. I assume Ben's been big on the, the cohesion this week and the the style of play that you can understand in order to to maybe take away the opportunities for individuals that, that still don't have to, to influence the
1: game. Yeah, definitely like we we've come a lot closer as a group sort of over the the sprint period even to moving into the championship like we wasn't here for the pre-season but by the by the sounds and looks of it it was pretty tough Mm -hmm. um but i think it's it's like that with with teams if you can go to those dark places together like you you become such a such a close-knit group um and credit credit to the boys we've all stuck in all got the same goals all happy with how we're playing um so yeah just hopefully when the going gets tough we'll get get going To,
2: to prepare for that, though, you can obviously play games, but there has to be an intensity in training. And you say it's moved on to the sprint series. Is training more intense? Is there an edge at training that wasn't there before? Are you able to with the small numbers you sometimes have? And or how do you, how do you prepare for these knockout phases when you're when you need to find the intensity? Is, there must be an edge at training.
1: Yeah, like we. It, it gets pretty intense to be Good. fair Um <laughs> gets, gets Ben's intense on. so does a stare come out when coach stare comes out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. you always get worried when you get stared down <laughs> but um, I think there's been there's been a real focus on sort of our detail and when we get it right this is what it looks like mm. and then just sort of drilling that over and over um, we've been fortunate we've got a team in the Premiership with the Blues mm. that we've been able throughout the season to to get run outs against them so it gives us a bit more sort of game view um, versus just running That's against ourselves yeah really important yeah. Um and yeah, our standards in training have, have got to be high and we understand that. I think everyone's sort of bought into if I need to do a little extra after training, if I've got this wrong, if I need to talk to someone about specific moves, like we all, we all get it done and glued up by the weekend.
0: Is that driven by Ben? Give us a bit of an insight into what Ben Cairns is like as Herriot's head coach. Ah,
1: He's, he's a great head coach. He's, he's really detailed driven, which I, I love as a player. Some some players probably don't love it as much as I do, but... Well, um, no, I'll ask you to name them. Yeah, <laughs> keep them under wraps. But, uh, like, the stuff, the information we get sent out each week is, uh-huh. like, top-notch.
2: And is most of it review or preview?
1: We do, so we do a session of each, so Aye. Monday nights we'll do our review of the week before and then preview team, so a Tuesday before training. Um, I think time like that's really valuable, mm-hmm. Um, especially as I've had that with the Scotland of the 20s, like, Looking at those sessions mm-hmm. when you haven't done them before, you're a bit like, oh, this is a bit, bit weird, never done this. But you start to get sort of the influence and see how sort of good it is to see other teams before you play them. And then mm-hmm. you see it come out in the games and then you sort of know what to do Paint rather than just being, yeah rather than just being
0: like, whoa. He, he was on a podcast with us, wasn't he? And he was saying yeah. that exactly that. It's really important to him, that level of detail and that everybody's buying into the analysis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, it's so important. And, and it used to frustrate me at times. And that's why I ask both review and preview. I think it's really important to review the performance. Of course it is. A lot of that, I believe, should be done individually in terms of, obviously, you don't know the answers. You have to lean on your coach and your senior players, but it should be instigated by the individual. I, I think a lot of the review, some of the head, you know, the, the headline stuff, obviously, it's, it's got to be review team led, but I think a lot of review should be individual led because it used to frustrate me if you spent sixty percent of your time looking at what happened last weekend and only forty percent of what you need to do next weekend. Mm-hmm. So I think when you do have limited time, especially in the in the super series, like there has to be a a drive from individual to review, to seek what help, what understanding, what clarity you need for your own performance. But the coaches pretty much have to look at what's coming next. And as a player I wanted to know, right, how do we beat the next opponent rather than you know what did we do poorly or what did we do well last week? So it's good to know that there's a, there's a, as much of a, a look ahead. It, it's worked obviously. Twelve games played, yeah. ten games won, yeah. lost one. Week four, I think we waited Airship Bulls. I think was the only yeah. loss. But the, the game last weekend, you finishing a draw. Yeah, a <laughs> nice one. that's
0: a first almost isn't it? Yeah, it's first one yeah. this series, yeah. But we,
2: um, does that sharpen the the edge of a wee bit going into out and at Rugby? Only picking yeah. up
1: a draw on the road. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a wake up call for us. To us, like we've we've obviously had quite a successful season this year um, and it, it's not complacency but I can mm-hmm. see a bit of that coming into it where we know, in our heads anyway we're the best team in the league mm-hmm. um, so to sort of have a bit of a wake-up call, um, probably not performing the best, not all cylinders fireli- firing, sorry um, yeah it, it sort of shot up before, this week
2: the week before a uh, knockout That's, you never want performances like that or you know obviously Knight have got a big part of playing that as well and how they perform but that's better to happen
1: yeah. last week than this week eh? definitely yeah I'd rather not
0: <laughs> he's just seen saying on that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's saying it, to have reached um the the sprint final as well and then have this opportunity you're in touch and distance now you've of a final at hive Next weekend on on Saturday the 18th, is there a bit of chat about that in the squad at all about moving moving things forward and keeping that progress, just just building and building into and it as a side.
1: Yeah, like we we've talked about it all year. Sort of that's that's our end goal to get to that final and obviously win it. Um, if if everything goes right, like as we've done all all season, is just sort of everything's progressing towards that. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's it's the end goal for any team, I guess, but. But for us to have such a successful season, sort of going into that, we there's been sort of chat every now and again, like we want to get to the final. This is how we do it, Um and sort of the goal has always been sort of drilled into us throughout, the, even the start of the season. So yeah. that's
2: important, but like the, the this is how you do it. Yeah. You know that that's the most important. Because everybody, you're right, Dan. Everybody wants to win. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to play well. Everyone to reach finals. But the second part, exactly, you said that you need a plan or or, or a belief as to how you're going to do it. So and, and we know Ben and, but all the other coaches will, will be the same. Eddie will be the same for Stirling this weekend and obviously you the Friday night game, uh yeah, it's against Stirling Wolves, but the Saturday game uh Ayr, Ayrshire Bulls and Waltonians they'll be the same as well. You've got experience of playing against them and I'm not gonna ask you to pick a winner in that second yeah. semi but <laughs> just give us a, a, a flavour of or your experiences of playing against Ayr this year and the experience of playing against Waltonians and,
1: and how do you think that game will not not in results, but how do you think the game will go well, they're both very physical teams. Sort of one-up carriers every now and again. that will will mm-hmm. still get dominant go forward. Um, they've yeah, they're pretty tough as if from the de- defensive side. Standpoint. So will they
2: nullify each other in that second semi-final wee bit?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously have our eyes on it to mm-hmm. sort of see see who's playing well and and stuff, and even looking towards sort of future seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like they they haven't changed much since since I've been playing them anyway from the championships last year. Um, they've got key guys like every every team does, um, and they they look to them well, and they they perform well when they're when they get that goal forward. But I mean, as our Watson's game was earlier this season, it was pretty pretty good to get a, uh, a dominant yeah. win over them. Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I knew that was coming. In. Yeah, it was a big that, win, wasn't it?
0: We won't even need to tee up we'll talk about that game.
1: Right, that was that was probably my season highlight so far. Um, I mean, it was obviously underlying sort of rivalry between Herets and Watsons, where it's both Edinburgh Edinburgh based teams, um, to get a win sort of that was that it sixty good. points, sixty four, I think it was, 64. yeah, nil, nil, six four nil. Yeah, six four, nil. The thing I think that was the bit we were we were most happy with as well, yeah. was that it, they got nil. Um, obviously, with the addition of John Hardy this year mm-hmm. as our sort of defence and collision coach, he was he was loving that week. That uh, that review was was rather interesting, but
0: mm. the games like that as well. I mean, from your experience, both playing and commentary, like it, it almost feels like an, an anomaly. You've got the defending champions okay. there as well. You yeah. know, it's, it's they happen. It <laughs> just happens. They
2: happen, and and it's difficult to explain why. But actually, when you're in it, like it happens quite often. Like even even the go back to Rugby World Cup with Scotland versus Ireland. Like there's almost nothing between the two teams, but it ends up thirty six 0 at one point, and you're like. How how does that happen? And obviously, the proof that it is it does happen. Those can you, all the key elements go on with that, but it's not through lack of effort. It's not through lack of preparation. It, it's quite often dealing with pressure and understanding momentum in the game and how to wrest momentum back. Sometimes, when you do fall behind early, you know, say two tries, you, you're trying to score three tries. Where actually you should maybe just focus on scoring the next point. Mm. So if you're fifteen nil down, just get to fifteen three. You get to fifteen six and then swing the momentum back again. So although there's, at times, very little between the teams, big scores can rack up. And I remember watching that game and it was just, everything went for heritage. It was a glorious day. Sun was out, playing the heritage brand of rugby, getting loads of breaks and line breaks on the edge of the Watsonian's defence. The Watsonian's were getting more and more frustrated, trying to bring more and more line speed, flying up to make a big impact, to try and stop the momentum, but actually in doing so, breaking their system and creating more gaps for Herod's to bust through. So... I think when you see big scores, let's say the untrained eye, but a lot of people think oh, it's, it's lack of effort, it's lack of understanding. It's not. It's sometimes trying too hard, mm. and against a quality team, you'll be punished.
0: And it doesn't always reflect, ironically, the, the, what what happened on the pitch sometimes too. Nicky Walker said after that yeah. game, you know that there was actually quite a lot of positive to yeah. take from it in individual performances, and that's that is the nature. Well, what's Tony's finished third. Mean. Yeah, well there you go. Yeah. And, and and on that, I mean. With Isha Bills and Watsonians, you've got a repeat of last year's final mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah. In this week's semi-final for them yeah. too. So, as Mossy says, I will not. I will not press you or ask you to pick a winner from that one. Um, talk to us then about your Scotland Under 20s exploits as well. I mean, what, what, what a time for you! You must be really enjoying having had that experience.
1: Yeah, it was sort of whirlwind of a journey. Um, so. Got sort of into the camp system, which was was sort of a shock to me. Where um you're every single minute of the day you're with with the boys, which is good and created a really good close group. Um towards the end of it, obviously I had a rather disappointing Six Nations campaign where still we got a win of it, which is class. Um but then going into Kenya, we were sort of riding on it that going there to win it sort of thing. Um obviously didn't happen at the end of the day, but a lot of positives for sort of Scottish rugby moving forward with the under 20 system Yeah,
2: how hard is it if you've not been used to that environment where you are living together you are reviewing games non-stop you do need to switch off but young players I think find it hard to switch off they also feel as if they're under pressure the whole time and everything's being judged if you, if you do relax or Take your mind off rugby. You've got to take your mind off rugby. So it is quite a hard skill to know how to navigate that. Did you find it difficult and intensity of it and the you know the backup of training and review and then recovery and training review recovery.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty full on system. Like there's Mm. not much time to sort of kick up and relax. You sort of get you from eight o'clock nine o'clock onwards post dinner. i I'm still at university, so I had a bit of that to do every now and again, and um, sort of tick that box. <laughs> uh, done a bit of uni for today, but um, now nah, with the setups, we've got like team rooms and stuff mm-hmm. um, where you actually find some of the physios sometimes stayed with us and mm-hmm. we're playing darts every now and again. But uh, it's
2: hard to understand how to switch yeah. on and off, isn't yeah, it? Because you can't be on yeah. it the whole time, or you just you just be useless by the time a game comes if you're. Sus- you're it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, but there's a real skill in being able to switch on when you have to and then recover and relax and switch off and and, and, and I, I don't know as a young player I, I i found it really difficult because it was going into an age group system where more is expected of you um quite rightly because you have to deliver more but it does take time to to learn and understand
0: having experience to all levels then of the game that's surely a good preparation ground for yeah. for for tours at senior level oh yeah
2: yeah i mean it's i think the you know 20s Program in camp and in in, um, in championship season or in a Six Nations or in a, a rugby pool we'll, will mirror as best it can a a, a professional environment or a or a, um, a a national environment. But Dan's right. There's other things on the go as well. You know, there aren't really many international players at the World Cup. Will be setting exams or be economics doing and that. finance at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so. so um, although you're trying to emulate what the professional mm. and the national teams like, it, it's different. It has to be different. Um, but the experience of you trying to figure out how you are at your best with the supporter invite you is really important and it can only help if you've aspirations of progressing up a ladder.
0: Can you relate to that?
1: Yeah, like it it definitely is a very professional environment when mm. you're in there. Um and there's there's boys that have been in with sort of Edinburgh and Glasgow and have been in that um said exactly the same so it's like remaining remaining with them. Um but it it does become quite difficult to switch off when you're doing mm. so much rugby in a day. Like you're up at seven in the morning up with the boys, you're there sort of straight into rugby mood. Um and then flicking from training to lunch to training and then some gym. It gets pretty full on by the time it's of the, the, it of loops, the day, isn't it, Yeah, man? you're just like, I just wanna to go to sleep man. <laughs> 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 um, a lot a lot of sleep. Now, yeah. <laughs> well I, that's that's one thing as well, like that you learn a lot of things on mm. them as well. So we had powerpoints on sleep, powerpoints on nutrition mm. that so if you don't really think too much about when you're playing, mm. um you see how important these things get when you're in that sort of full time environment.
0: You have to talk to us about the clip, the viral clip, about with you playing Still Dre, <laughs> yeah, nah. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, we'll say, and here he is, Dan playing in the airport on a piano.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was chatting with a few of the boys as we were going through security. If that piano's still there, I'll play it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, it's quite quite interesting how many views I got on TikTok. I think it was qu- went quite viral. Um, it's quite, quite a shock to sort of come back to the... University side of it post post the championships to all oh, my mates going, You're famous. Which well, is do quite you famous. know? You're a musician as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, self taught. Self taught yeah. pianist? Pianist, Play guitar for sort of 10, 12 Self-taught years. Self taught as well. well my, dad ta- my dad taught me, yeah. That's good.
0: So, what is it, is it about Did it? you just en- enjoy it in your downtime?
1: Yeah, that's that's my switch off from rugby, to be honest. Oh. Like, I'd come home, just play a bit of music every now and again, learn a new song here and there. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a good hobby to have. I
0: love the fact, I'm sorry, but I love the fact that you're self-taught and you've gone straight for Dr Dre. (laughs) (laughs) Easy word, crowd pleasers.
1: Uh, Have you got a piano in the house? Uh, yeah and in, the <laughs> in the flat as well yeah. <laughs> it's no grand is it no
0: who are you living with
1: um, I'm living with Finlay Burgess who was actually one of our under 20s scrum raffs Um, oh, it, isn't he? <laughs> you know, I, I, well is he <laughs> well, I've been trying to teach him guitar the last couple of weeks um, nah, he's, he's getting there to be fair he's oh. getting the basics
0: right, under 20s band I'm just throwing it out there <laughs> <laughs> it'll come one day, one day what have you learned about yourself at, at this point as well I mean you've been in high performance for a while as well as, you know the open touch and now with under 20s your experience in the Foss Rock Super Series, what have you learned about yourself over these years?
1: I think it's, it's a cliche but I can push myself more than I think um, sort of learn a lot about myself sort of going to those dark places where maybe not winning a game or you're in the gym trying to try make some gains every now and again um, that you actually are a bit stronger than you think both mentally and sort of physically um, it was it was tough, de- definitely tough during the the Six Nations where we had some pretty heavy defeats to sort of get pat yourself down get going the next week like you get a lot more resilience through that as well um i think being in sort of the groups where you're in that full-time environment as well being in the groups and sort of facing that all together Um you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about other people as well so it's been pretty pretty positive all around yeah
2: one of the responsibilities fell on your shoulders to kick the winning goal against yeah. wales at Scotson for the all the wind of the six nations wasn't it yeah. it was pretty windy uh, it, was it was very windy, of, yeah. I know you go kick anyway there was a couple of kickers before already injured and gone off so yeah responsible uh, felt to you and
1: how how did that how did that go down I, um i actually didn't warm up uh, off the tee for that game um there's another lesson so th- it was yeah. <laughs> another lesson it was a bit of a a sort of shock when when i was told Do you want to take it I was like, yeah, go on then. Um, wasn't I think it might have been my tea actually. I might have brought it out just just Give in case. That was like um, a, I could do. Uh. Yeah, but for sort of, I think it was third choice kicker for that game as yeah. well. So for for it to get really that bad, I was a bit nervous going into it. But nah, you sort of once you line it up, you're back into your process as you know, Mossy. Mm-hmm. It's just straight in.
0: What is your pro- what is your process in terms of what? Wh- how do you like to to go about your kicks?
1: I'm very particular. Where I've got, so I've got the valve, sort of pumping towards the right post if I can. Um, four steps back, three to the side, and then sort of cross my fingers, hope for the best. There, see <laughs> what it <laughs> It's good. To, it's, <laughs> it's good until the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: nah, he's not giving yeah. too much. He nah. knows what he's doing. He's uh, cool. And it's difficult. We're on about that twenties environment and pressure, and you, like as a goal kicker, you of course there's pressure totally on you. But for some reason, it sounds weird. You don't feel pressure on yourself. You feel pressure for the team. Mm-hmm. Like You've basically been given a responsibility to the team. So the the pressure's almost from the team for you to execute what they've asked you to do. And I've said this a million times, and it used to frustrate me when everybody would celebrate winning a penalty. And you're like, well, hold on. You, you've not got the three points yet. Like somebody else has to... I'll stick any guarantee they have to bank of three points here, but that's where you get in your process and exactly Dan says you got your two or three key things and get it. But it's it was a big deal because of the the losing run that the Twenties were on at that point um, against that, a, a you know a tough Welsh site and it's good to get that victory and another couple in Kenya disappointing the, how it ended over there, but that might be the the driver for the individuals that were playing who represent Scotland Twenties next year or the the guys who are not lucky enough to or uh, too old or not lucky enough to play for Twenties again. That can be an inspiration for them to, um, you know, focus on on what comes next in the careers.
0: And it feeds into that narrative that you've just brought up there about you know pushing yourself and mm-hmm. going further than you might have um, expected of yourself and seeing how far you can go.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like that, as you say, with that that pressure, sort of the team's pressure, it was, then the sort of we've not won in three years. This is this is quite a big kick. Um, <laughs> yeah, and nah, that it was good to get that over and get the game done celebrate the win
0: well done we wish you all the very very best so this weekend then it's the Foz Super Series semi-finals on Friday night at 7.35 it's Heriot's Rugby v Sterling Wolves that game will be live streamed via scottishrugby.org and on Saturday at 5pm it's Ayrshire Bulls v Watsonians and that game is live on BBC Alba as always you can catch the latest content and news via scottishrugby.org or via the Scottish rugby social media channels.